which this is the biggest fucking sham, okay? Listen to this. One serving is half a bottle, okay? One serving has zero calories, but the full bottle, which is two and a half servings, maybe tops, has 10 calories. Can you tell me how that the math no adds sense. up? That makes no sense. Literally on the label, that's what it says. It's fucking stupid. Anyway. Hello. Welcome back for another episode of Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. The podcast about all things millennial anxiety. And this week, we have a special guest who is not a millennial. I um, am your host, Cece. I am back from Puerto Rico. Uh, We are recording from my house in Newportville today because my guest co-host happens to be my little, little brother. I say little, little because I'm the oldest of three, and he is not the little brother. He's the little, little brother. Follow? I hope so. It wasn't that difficult. This week, we are chatting about uh, various things, uh, all sort of kind of circling back to our childhood But I did, <laughs> I'm just going to preemptively correct myself. I did say opposite of the chart, uh, the astrological chart for Capricorns is Scorpio, and that is not true. I looked it up, and it is cancer, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Once again, proving that you should not listen to me and Google my shit. Uh, Like, rate, subscribe, you know, whatever. Follow me on social media. Let's get this shit out there. I'd uh, love to help y'all out with your careers, but y'all aren't asking for help, so I'm gonna ask you. Share my shit. Yo, let's blow this shit up. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, these motherfuckers. So, these motherfuckers, meaning me, I am a fucking idiot. And despite having a degree in journalism, I have been putting punctuation within parentheses. And I think that I thought that the rule followed for quotation marks within parentheses. And I've been wrong for years now. And I'm kind of fucking furious that nobody ever fucking told me. And I had to figure it out myself by reading. So this is why reading's important, folks. The more you know. Okay? That's it. We have a long episode, so I'm going to let you get to it. Um, I feel like I wanted to say something else, but I guess I can wait for next week. Oh, yeah. Basically, I'm fucking exhausted. I know I just went on a vacation, but I am exhausted. So if it shows in my work... Just know it's okay to be tired sometimes, and you can admit that, okay? Okay. Okay, love you. Bye. It's fucking weird. I forgot. I'm glad you said something. Well, I was going to ask Courtney to do it with me, but I haven't recorded since. From your vacation? Yeah, pre-vacation. Yeah. So I'm, like, not in the mode of this. Now we've been thinking about it. Yeah, and then, like, on vacation, we did watch TV and stuff, but it was all, like, movies, and a lot of the movies we watched, like, I was re-watching. I was like, oh, mom, watch this movie. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't really have much new shit to talk about, culture-wise. That's been my whole thing. The TV shows I've been watching have been, like, the same TV shows I've been watching for the same five years. It's, like, season six of this show, season seven. So, like, when I'm talking to mom about things or other people, I'm like, oh, my God, this show. I'm like, I've told you about this three years ago, and you still haven't watched it, but here's what's going on. Well, it's (laughs) funny that you said that, because I literally, just before you came in, was 
downloading, because I've had this running list, right? I have this list. Well, I have a, a regular everyday running list that's like some of the things get deleted. Like, because mm-hmm. some of the things are like this morning, like wake up and make coffee. So like <laughs> kind of thing. But then some of this stuff was like, well, um, one, I have to edit my resume. I have to go get an oil change, which hasn't been on there long. That's like a midterm one. But I've yeah. had this one on this daily list that says get rid of um, <laughs> list or look up all the podcasts and music because I've had this other running list, like a sub list, that's been all the recommendations that people have been giving me. So I just went on, I had one book on there. I just went on and ordered the book because I had an Amazon gift card. I just had, um, just went through like a bunch of recommendations for songs and stuff. Some of which, most of which I liked, some of which is like a little slow for me right now. So I'm like, I just don't think I'm going to get into this. So yeah. like, just get it off the fucking list. And I downloaded a bunch of podcasts, which a couple of them are like short series and the other ones are like full-time fucking endeavor so we'll see if i like them or not Mm -hmm. because like some people recommend stuff because they're like oh you'll like this because you like this and i find like often that's not true for me yeah no same with me like this guy at work uh told me to watch one of this or listen to one of this podcasts and it was um about like horror culture and that type of stuff. And he's like, you're into that. And I was like, no. What is horror culture? Like (laughs) like they talk about like sex a lot of the time or like like he'll come and tell them these stories about like crazy sex stories they talk about. And I'm like, I'm not interested to listen to that on like my drive home from work. I would much rather listen to some music. Thank you. Is that called horror culture? Now it is. I'm over this whole hoe is a personality thing. People think being a whore is a personality. What are you talking about? Like, like they just, like, come in and all they talk about is sex. Like, do you not see that on Twitter? I'll be scrolling and it'll be like, like, yesterday. Well, that's raunchy, but. Like, yesterday I saw our lovely cousin talk about how she's going to eat a uh, onion ring off a guy's dick. So I saw like that. that was funny. So like, but that's what I mean. That People will do that all the time, and they think it's like a personality and like a culture, and like it's not cute. Okay, so Twitter is a fucking my Twitter. So I had this realization the other day because Michelle was telling me something about some Kardashian. I don't know what it was. It was funny, but she's like black Twitter. And I'm like, oh, see, no, honey, I am not part of black Twitter. I don't, that is not, and not by like choice. I think it's just like lack of black people to follow on Twitter for me. Not lack of. That's just not my, somehow my Twitter. Your culture. It's not my culture, obviously, but somehow I fell into this. Tw- and that's not to say probably more than half the people I follow are black, but they're no, not black no, Twitter. Yes, it's yeah, its no. own subgenre. I am on slut Twitter. Literally whore Twitter. See, see no. I, it's I'm not by choice. It's not by choice. I don't know why. I don't know why. Everything I see on Twitter, it's either. Okay, now that the whole Mac Miller like shit has blown up. Like, the Mac fandom is, like, majorly intense. A lot of my Twitter now is sports. So it's, like, sports shit That's what and mine sluts. has been. And mine I'm, like, sports, been a lot of sports. I don't know. A I don't care for sports. either. 
Mine's a lot of sports and TikToks. TikToks. TikToks <laughs> a are... A lot of TikToks. Are half and half. Mainly memes. So, see, but this is my generation thing. Self-deprecation. Like, a lot of, like, suicide jokes. Like, I'm going to kill myself That's jokes. That's millennial, too. That's, like, the romanticization of yeah. Lana Del Rey and depression. Yeah. Era. Anyway, let's get to this. Because I'm interested. You are my first guest from Gen Z. Welcome. Yes. You're my first guest that is not a millennial. Even though I consider you to be cuspy, but I digress. Who are you? What's your name? Hi, I am, <laughs> I am Cassandra's brother, Curtis. So that's how we, how we met. I guess we just get, how old are you? I am 21. What's your sign? A Sagittarius. Yes. Sagittarius, double Aquarius in my moon and rising. So I'm a little weirdo. So you're obnoxious and cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seem to think so. Silly. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my friends love you. Oh, that's very good. I although I just remember one time, like back in the Annie Anne's days, when my friends told me that you were like a nasty gay, and they were like, "I did not know that your brother was so gay," and I was like, "What do you mean? Like, it's not shades of gay here. Like, you're just gay or you're not." And they're like, "But he's like." nasty on the internet and I was like I don't even want to know this do you not understand you're talking to me about my brother my little brother but going that's going back to hoe culture I was into I was a little hoe I am not anymore (laughs) 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 we have slipped Uh, away from that I was gonna say prove it but I don't really want to know we have slipped away from the nasty gay no, and don't slut shame. Like, be a hoe if you want to be a hoe. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you're right. But that like, is the best way to put it. It's not a personality trait. That's the thing. People just, like, kind of throw it in your face. Like, do your thing. Like, I get it. But, like, you don't need to talk about it all the time. Well, just have, like, some fucking hobbies. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts, like, Girls Gotta Eat, where they talk about some shit. And Maybe I'm like, that's I love what it. it was. What? Girls Gotta Eat? Yeah, what I was told to listen to. Oh. It's not, like really like ridiculously raunchy and it's in no way gay like i get annoyed that they're so strange. no it wasn't gay at all oh. it was just like literally he he was like you're into hoe culture listen to this they're and not I was, even hoes that's so <laughs> rude they're not bad they're great they're fucking great yeah i don't know they're they're funny they're I don't find them to be, like, super raunchy, but that's just me. I listen to, like, a lot of crazy shit, though. Inside the closet, that's some fucking crazy <laughs> shit. Anywho, um, so how did we meet? <laughs> birth. Birth. You are birth. I was born. I remember driving in the car on the way to the hospital with Dad trying to spell your name because I was seven, and that's how you know I'm a bad speller. Seven, and I can't spell... <laughs> A five-letter name that starts with the same letter as mine. It was really bad. Although you were almost named Calvin, and I think that there was a grave mistake made, but you disagree. No, mm-mm. I did very <laughs> disagree. What you doing? What's, what's your life like? Um... <laughs> Not whole culture. <laughs> Not whole culture. Uh, I work every morning, which is lovely, 4 a.m., rise and shine. Try to do as much creative stuff as possible to fill my day, because what else is there to do when all your when you friends work, are at college? You work four to nine? 
depending on the day, 4 to 9, 4 to 12, 4 to 11, depending on whenever the other people can get there. They're usually 30 minutes late, too, so I usually account to be 30 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, all your friends in college, did, did you say how old you were? Yeah, 21. Oh, I didn't, I missed that one. See, I already, like, know these answers, so. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Not that I don't know them about my other guests. Most of them I know. But sometimes I'm like, how old are you? And they're like, 30. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Did you get held back or something? Like, what? Yeah. It's just because birth. Like, how we met. It's one of those things that you don't, well, for me, like, like Christmas. You don't ever remember learning about Christmas. You know what I was thinking? Because I'm watching this, John. She was talking, the one, the chick was talking about this dude teaching her how to ride a bike. And I was like. I can't remember, I remember learning how to ride a bike. I do. I don't remember learning, like, because I had training wheels, but I remember taking the training wheels off because I had an orange bike, and Dad took the training wheels off, and I was being a little pussy, and Dad was like, just go, pushing me. He wasn't being rude. He was just trying to get me to, like, No, I'm sure go. that was how it went with all of us. It yeah. was probably the same exact yeah. experience. But you had an orange bike? I'm more hung up on that detail. I thought you used Cody's blue bike, the Hot Wheels one. No, I'm pretty sure it was orange. Remember being orange and black. I don't remember that. Weird. I remember having training wheels on, and then I just remember them not being on. And that bike was like the path to freedom. Indian Creek was our our fucking bitch, man. I remember that bike, and then I remember getting my first real bike. Your green one. My green one. I remember that one. Oh, that bike. That oh, that bike that got stolen Ugh. by my friend. You guys were always getting your bikes stolen. It was stolen by my friends. And then they put it in the woods and painted it blue and black and gave it back to me. Like, thanks for <laughs> ruining my bike, assholes. And then it got stolen again, but at that point I didn't care because I was just like, I don't even want this thing because it doesn't look the color that I wanted it. Because we just we just had peeled off all the tacky stickers. Mm-hmm. Like, it really was just how I wanted it. And it then I got like st- a huffy anymore. Yeah. Do you remember when Cody stole that huge bike that was like the chopper bike where the handlebars like were all the way up above your head? Was that when they had, got all that trouble with He said Tom? he didn't steal it, but he stole it. Yeah. Cody was such always in trouble. He got fucking in trouble for peeing behind the library. He got in trouble for the stupidest shit. All the time. All the time. Because he was stupid. <laughs> be better at peeing <laughs> and stuff. Like, be secretive. Oh. So, I'm very interested to ask you about what makes you tick, what freaks you out, what gives you anxiety, because you're in a different generation. Although, again, you're the cusp. So, you were born in 98. Mm-hmm. Which they started at what, 97? 95. 95. But it varies depending on what critic you read. You know what I mean? I think 95 because I feel like 96ers are more towards my age range. Well, I guess it's what, it's kind of like when did you start kindergarten? Because 95, you'd be starting kindergarten in 2000. Yeah. Ish. Or is it the pre 9 11, post 9 11 thing? I think into that a lot, like how you remember 9-11, because I don't remember, I remember 9-11, of course, like that leads back to the whole Christmas situation, that's one of those things that like you just remember, Mm -hmm. you were never taught, you just kind of knew, 
but then you go and talk to you who remembers where you were, what you were doing, when you got pulled out of class right. that day, like which I didn't, by the way. Our parents were like, "Fuck well, it." Well, yeah, but you remember <laughs> you remember watching kids getting pulled out of mm-hmm. class and stuff. And I had a conversation. This kid I was talking to is twenty three, and like newly twenty three, and he was telling me. Um, like not really remembering little things. And I was just like, there is a whole world of difference in that five years, you know, like it's crazy because I vividly remember so many aspects of it. And like, some people are like, I remember what I was told, which I feel like your boat, though you were very much alive. Like, I remember all the stories and stuff because you were like bred into it, but. Yeah, but you can make And the visual, like, seeing it on a TV because you watched it in school on the news all the time. I guess you can make that, like, you can distinguish that in any span of time. But I guess a 9-11 is just that determining factor because I always get so annoyed. So we are, like, the youngest cousins, pretty much. We have some cousins that are younger than us, but... Mm -hmm. And then, like... You have a we have a cousin that's older than you that's really our second cousin. It's our co- our cousin's daughter. So like there's that weird like f- overflow there. Yeah. But I get so annoyed when the, the older middle to older cousins, like not so much Christopher cuz he's in his 40s now, but like the ones that are in like their late 30s talk about Because it's only, like, 12 years to 40 for me. So, like, it makes me so mad when they talk about, like, millennials, millennials. Like, you you are are a millennial. And one time Amy, um, our cousin, she's what? She might be 40. No, she's 30-something. Late 30s, though, right? Because Katie's in her 30s. Her sister's in her 30s. So she is... um, She posted an article one time on Facebook about how they call them, like, the Xennials or... Is it, yeah, because it's X annuals. Like, they're a mix of Gen X. And I'm like, that's appropriate. I'll let you do that. Divide mm-hmm. yourself into a subcategory. But you got to realize, and I'm working on writing about this right now because it makes me so fucking mad, but it's like a class thing. Like, we didn't have a computer until I was, like, eight. And even then, what did we have on it? Like, we didn't have, like, fucking... We had the internet that you had to disconnect to get yeah. on the phone with people. yeah. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 16. I never had a pager because I was too young to have a pager. Like, those people had pagers and shit. Like, uh-huh. those age. And, like, I don't know. There was just, like, a lot of technology. Like, we had a VCR until, like, you absolutely could not, not get a DVD player. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Blockbuster stopped running VHS is basically <laughs> when we got a DVD player. Like, and I'm not bitching about, like, how we grew up or anything. No. But, It just makes me mad that they're like, oh, you had this and that. I was like, we had the opportunity to have that, but we were fucking poor. We were more concerned about, like, not having heat for a winter in our house Uh and, like, how we were going to pay for lunch, which I saw your thing, by the way, your tweet today about lunch, school lunches. Yes. And I almost came back in such a bitchy way and said, just pack your fucking lunch. (laughs) But I bit my tongue. But there was a point when... When, like, right after mom and dad split, 
where dad wasn't buying stuff for me to pack lunch. And I had to go and borrow. Like, there was a point where I owed, like, $60. And then I scrambled the money together and didn't even tell dad that I owed that money because I felt so guilty in that moment because there was just so much going on. Yeah. But so that's why I like consideration to have. Like, I see it in that perspective because there are so many, because we could not get free or reduced lunch. But asking Mm -hmm. that for $3 every day when you added up to $60 a month, that's a lot. I can't believe it was even three because when I was a kid, so we did get free lunch. I got free lunch. Cody might have had a year of free lunch, but he was in kindergarten, which was half day, so they didn't really fucking count it anyway. Yeah. Then we got, I got, we both had reduced lunch for a while, so it was like 40 cents. That was dope. Every day, change jar. Grab your fucking 40 cents. Then, like, fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, nope, no more. So it was like, fuck that. You're packing lunch from now on. So you had to pack lunch, um, which I never really ate anyway because mom always bought nasty shit. She would buy, like, one box of good snacks that we would eat, like, yes. after school and then be pissed <laughs> for three weeks because yep. all we had was shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, even then... To buy lunch, it was only two bucks. Yeah. So, like, the fact that it was three, which is nothing, realistically. Like, that's a great deal for a lunch for a kid because it's a lot of food. But, like, in a low-income area like we that's, grew up in, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. Because you think you're spending $60 a month because it's $15 a week. And then add that up to 12 months. Like, that's... You're re- not in school for 12. Nine months. Or nine months. But... Yeah. It's a lot of money. Bullshit. So anyway, what freaks you out? <laughs> uh, what are my ticks? Other than school lunches that you don't really have to worry about anymore. <laughs> we care for the other children, okay? We do, we do, we do. I know, but that, if um, that gives you anxiety, then that's a problem. That <laughs> <laughs> does not give me anxiety, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. My, my whole problem, which I've been wanting to talk about on here has been like, I haven't been having my anxiety during the day. Like I don't really have it during the day. And if I do, it's over like, like actual real things to worry about, like money or like your car, my car, like (laughs) that my car is going to burst into flames while I drive it. So like real genuine fear. Um, but a lot of things have been, like, in my dreams. Like, I've been having this real weird... I've been having a lot of dreams at grandmoms. And I always... So, I had that whole night sweat thing mm-hmm. for a little while. Which, are you still experiencing this? No, but only in certain occasions. And now I know, like, what it is and that it is my anxiety. And that, like, I need to just, like, calm myself down and think good thoughts. But I've been having these dreams at grandmoms where it's me and you... And you are always like, hey, hey, come here. Look at this. Look at this. And we go into her second, her family room. And there's this door. And you open it. And there's this other, like, small group of stairs and a hallway with rooms in it. And it's always the same rooms, always the same hallway, always looks exactly the same, which is, like, weird for dreams. Like, it's always the same. And we always end up going in there and getting into an argument. Hmm. And it's been, like, very reoccurring recently that I've been having this dream. And then I always wake up and I'm sweaty after it. And I'm like, why am I having anxiety over, like... Right. I've had a lot of... I've I've had a lot of vivid dreams for the past several years. My whole life I've had very vivid dreams, but for the past several years they've been intensely 
like fear inducing more and more increasingly. Um, But not enough to wake me up. Sometimes mine do. Sometimes. But I've had this dream more frequently, like over the years. It's happened before, like probably since college, but it's always like the similar premise of me cursing out grandmom and pop up. And then I wake up feeling horrible. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, why did I just curse them out? And it's funny, too, because in the dream, I usually have a hard time spitting it out. Uh-huh. But it comes out. Yes. And, like, in the beginning of me having these dreams, Grandma would be like, oh, 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 like freaking out. And more recently, she just ignores that I'm cursing at her. <laughs> it just, I don't know what's just worse. Yeah. But, um, so do you have, like... Other than dreams, because dreams you you can't really explain other than just being a source of general anxiety or whatever you ate before yeah. bed or whatever. But do you have, um, like I have, I think, and I didn't know this was the term for it. I always called it sleep anxiety. Like I get freaked out right before I go to bed, like something that tied in with FOMO. But I have um, anxiety-induced insomnia a lot of the time. Like, do you have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep or... No, no. That's the... Th- sometimes, but I think that's a natural thing for everyone to, like, have problems falling to sleep sometimes. Not everyone, man. It's, but it's... <laughs> I, I thought it was too, but I don't think it's as common. I mean, some people, but, like, I don't think it's as common in the world. I think my problem is more getting myself in the routine of going to bed. Mm-hmm. So that's more what it is. Maybe I just keep myself in, up in that other aspects. So when I actually do go to bed, I am genuinely tired. I don't get much sleep. Why are you keeping yourself up? Is it an avoidance thing or is it just like you're genuinely distracted? I've just always been... Maybe it is an avoidance thing and I've just never realized it. But I've always... I remember being in like the sixth fifth grade and mom coming in and being like two o'clock in the morning and be like go to bed like I'm not tired but I do that shit too but don't you get so this is where a part of my anxiety my anxiety induced insomnia comes from is I I get like that and then I'm up and then I'm like oh my god I'm not gonna fall asleep in time I'm gonna wake up so tired I'm gonna be miserable and I get all fucking riled up about being tired the next day instead of just relaxing and falling I asleep. I used to get like that. Now I just think I'm so used to it because I used to go to school and like three hours of sleep Ugh. and like survive. I cannot imagine. And just go and so that's the thing. I can do that though. That's the thing. I will go to, I can Give stay up for like three more years. That's what everyone tells me. I can stay up for like 24, 25 hours and then that's when I start to get like, zombie like I'm like I'm not here yeah I guess in college I was able to do a lot more like that whereas now I'm like I'm a miserable cunt if yeah. I don't get my sleep oh I'm not the most positive person but like I can be there and smile at you I might not be well, nice I, but like I guess that's the difference too you're not in school like you're at the desk which is yeah. working but you're not like your concentration can be off, I feel like, yes. in the environment you work in. Yeah. Like, today, I literally sat there for an hour watching TikToks, and then the other hour, I sat there and wrote in my journal. And then, at that point, people were like, hey, can you make me a shake? But, like... Yeah. And that, too. When I was at, like, Annie Ann's, Cold Stone, like, all those jobs, I could fucking... 
like even when I worked in college at the uh, bookstore and I just like went in and shredded paper like I could just like mindlessly do those things whereas like today at my internship I had to um my boss isn't there so I can't ask questions yet so I'm kind of just like doing what I know how to do Mm -hmm. and like hoping that I don't have to rewrite everything Mm -hmm. but like so I'm doing stuff for the the magazine in the summer and it's like summarizing um restaurants in like two sentences so she gave me the list of the restaurants and there's seven towns right Mm -hmm. so i did i got through like four of them today but i also did which is good that you did that google thing not too long ago thank you i literally just thought of that where you had to do all those short sentence things i thought of that today and i was like having such memory recall from doing that test which still bugs me that I didn't get it because I'd like to know why yeah just for my like even though I didn't get it whatever it's fine but that was a long test that I had to take anywho it's very similar and I'm like pulling out like a classic haunt (laughs) things like American gastropub fair like all these words are coming out of my brain and I'm like oh my god this is perfect (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for the unpaid internship but whatever (laughs) yeah um so I got I had to do another thing today well first I wrapped up what's up this weekend so that's a whole thing from the calendar Mm -hmm. which I just rewrote stuff so that's easy rewriting is a whole another ball game then I did barbecue so I did all of these barbecue joints, which I think she also listed for me, too. I don't think I added any, which I think I can because I think she left a couple places out. But whatever. I don't know if they have space for it in the magazine or what. But that was easy enough. That was taking menu items and incorporating them. So highlighting their, like, unique or more, like, popular, like, places yeah. that do brisket and whatever. Did that. Then I started working on this restaurant thing and it was like 3 30 and I was like and I slept in today too and I was just like the words that I'm typing right now are so unusable like yeah this is not gonna like I mean it's a good start because I cracked into it but when I go back on Monday and like it's that's the worst part is that I don't go back on Monday so my boss is gonna see what I did and I literally emailed her and I was like it was the end of the day when I did these so like let me edit them before yeah. you come go harsh on the fucking barbecue article yeah. not on this <laughs> cause like I get to a certain point where I'm just like and that's the other thing I'm gonna write about this too for my own use when you haven't worked a full-time job, which I did the contract work, so it's over a year that I haven't been in an office all day, and even then I wasn't supervised, so, like, I would work and then take a break, and yeah. then work and then take a break, whereas now I have to, like, basically sit there all day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just need to get up. Like, when I do the dog thing, like, I'm still writing, I still yeah. do my freelance, but, like, I can write for an hour and then go walk a dog for an hour and then turn around and come back and write. And I feel like I'm so much more efficient that way. And my mind isn't like Googling synonyms for like <laughs> the word yellow. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So yeah. And you just have mush brain at the end of the day and you're like, I just. It was See, rough. that's what I think a lot where my anxiety hasn't been as like with not working 
in the, like like retail as I was doing before mm-hmm. and like having to deal with people and not being able to like turn your brain off for a second. Mm-hmm. Like I think my anxiety has pulled back a little more because I do have a little more time to be like, all right, you're being ridiculous. Like just stop. As like when you're running all day and people are talking to you and you're like, I do not want to talk to you as I'm doing something. Can you like leave me alone? Well, and you get like emotions that you can't just like stop and grapple with for a second you keep those the fucking mall was the worst place and it was great but it was the worst and all of those jobs even my job before I was so my foreclosure job I was just so stressed out about like Somebody looking at me while I'm on my phone for a second, which is complete I just think fucking we, bullshit. We don't deal well with working on other people's terms, or at least I don't. No, like, I that's don't. the thing I love about my job now is like I only see my boss very occasionally. When he needs to talk to me and get a message across, he can get a message across because mm-hmm. you don't have 20 other people there in a meeting, like, talking about something. Like, it's more one-on-one. It doesn't apply to you at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Like, he literally, if he has a problem, he can call me, he'll text me, and I get the message. Mm-hmm. And he knows that. Like, Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's why I do the dog thing, and it works out so well yeah. because, like, the dog will get fed mm-hmm. when it needs to be fed. Yeah. I don't need somebody breathing down my neck. And that's why I fucking couldn't deal with the personal assistant thing. Because, like, oh, I've just been so grateful recently about, like, not having to deal with that every day. Because it was just, like, constant dumping on me mm-hmm. of all of her negativity. And then, like, questions about me that weren't really listened to. Some of the time, so I should give her more credit, but like a lot of the times it was like, why are we speaking right now? Like, yeah. and, and the other part too, which I realized after, so I spent a whole week in Puerto Rico with mom, came home, got up, cooked with dad, everybody came over for the Super Bowl, went to bed, woke up, went into an office where I had to go to a Monday morning meeting. Like, I've just been seeing people so much. For me, that's, like, not normal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't can't deal with it anymore. Like, I need a break. Like, and me and mom had a great week, but, like, I'm not normally surrounded by somebody all All the the time. time. So, like... I go to bed, she's there. I wake up, she's there. And I'm like, oh my God. Like the one day I was like, I'm going to walk over to the supermarket. And she's like, you could take the car. And I'm like, no, I need the exercise. And also I need the extra 15 minutes that it takes to walk to the supermarket to just listen to my podcast and like melt away. And it wasn't like a negative experience at all. It was just like, I I can't talk anymore. Uh Like, Uh and listening, like I'm not a good listener. (laughs) I am for like little periods, but a prolonged period. I've been trying period? to work on it. I've been trying to work on it. One of my co-star things was like actually listen to people instead of thinking. Mine too. Thinking about what you're going to say. And I was like, okay, that's a really good point because I do. I do that very often. Like I, even during this whole podcast conversation, I'll catch myself doing it. I'm like, okay, Curtis, listen to your co-star. Yeah. Like. I do too, but you know what? This podcast has helped me a lot with it, being a more like interactive listener, like asking people questions about themselves more so. I mean, although to the listeners, it might not sound like it because I do just go on and on about myself. 
But yeah. it is your show. It is my show. So talk about yourself. Jesus, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, so, anywho. After the whole personal assistant thing fizzled into a exploding shit show, I feel like I've been very... Although, it was kind of close to the holidays, so, like, that was, like, a lot of people time, and, like... That's, I don't know. That's been the thing recently with me, is, like... Family, I love you, but, like, I can't tell you the same five things over and over. Like, Grandma wants to see me all the time. I've seen Aunt Dorota about ten times right now. Like, I can't reiterate any more because they don't have intellectual conversations. We can't have <sighs> conversations about a broad aspect topic. You can't talk about politics. Which is fine because I can ignore the. I've been ignoring the whole political thing for a couple months now because I just can't deal with that. Yeah, but you. I think you're very similar to me with like the social issues. Like you're intrigued by that. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole lunch thing you yeah. tweeted today. Like, so I don't know. I think there's ways to have conversations that are about politics without being like you know super political. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like whatever the fuck. I was going to say whatever the fuck his name is, and I don't even know his name. I don't know any of these candidates. So, like, I just talk about, like, the topics topics that fall under the umbrella. Like, but you can't talk about anything to do with any sort of fun social life because it's fucking sinful. Everything, it's like a PG movie. That was literally the other day. I was telling Grandma about, so we sell pre-workouts at the gym. Mm -hmm. And one day I stayed up. And I was running on 20 hours, so I was like, let me take a pre-workout because I think I'm going to pass out. So these things are Which literally... Which is terrible. Yeah, they are terrible. I no, it have... was terrible that you almost had to pass out and you were going to take a fucking pre-workout. Well, because like... I needed it to stay <laughs> up. Like, I was like, I'm so tired right now. Like, I can't fall asleep at That's this bad. desk. I'm going to take the pre-workout. Which, Shh. some pre-workouts, some pre-workouts are like three things away from being mad. <laughs> So I'm telling grandma this story because, you know, it's kind of interesting. I was tired. There's not much you can talk about. So right. this was one of the things. And then I was like, yeah, it made me feel like I was going to say a crack addict. But you can't say that. So then I was like, I paused for a second. I was trying to scan words that I could use that were like grandma appropriate. You couldn't appropriate. say like my heart was going to beat out of my chest? Well, I already said I felt like. My I'm, heart was beating yeah, out of my I chest. Guess. You're thinking, like, yeah. noun. What is the noun that I <laughs> yeah, feel like? That I uh, feel like. A meth head. Yeah. Um, like, I just smoked a bowl of crystal meth. Yeah. Which isn't even the right term. A bowl of a, crystal meth. <laughs> a pipe. Whatever you smoke. Thankfully, we don't do crystal meth. Why don't you but... just say, like, drink three energy drinks? Well, I just... Because I, I was already... Crackhead was already in my head from telling the story in previous... <laughs> and it's like, say another word, and you're like... Crackhead. Yeah, yeah. Like I say it very often. So <laughs> these are these are common Curtis vocabulary. Um, so I was like, ah, 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 and then she was like, oh, you should never take one of those again. I was like, you can't even like feed into like how this is interesting that they're like three ingredients away from meth. Like yeah. that was the day I learned that, and like. Yeah, I I have a lot of the similar s- situations with her where I start to say something and then I'm like, <gasps> reel it back in. Yeah. And then you just have to kind of like pretend that you fucked up your words. 
<laughs> instead of yeah. like you were going to say something mm-hmm. that was so I wish I could think of an example right now but like oh the older I get though the less I really give a shit because like well that I was about to say I think people in millennials and gen z don't care as much like i was literally talking to my boss the other day about who has a better booty shakira or (laughs) or j-lo so like there's that and like with my bosses when i worked in retail like they were all fairly younger so we could have those conversations i think when it comes to talking to people in in grandmom's age group and even in mom's age group sometimes i'm like I don't know how to verbalize with you because if I curse, you think I'm cursing at you and I'm just cursing expressively. Right. Like, I'm not being disrespectful. Well, and that's the thing. That's a topic that came up when we and mom were at therapy one time about how I can't... It it wasn't about cursing, but it was about something that I just couldn't be honest about. It wasn't my sexuality either because I think mom understands that, but it was something... About how you don't you don't you don't say those things because it's disrespectful, and I was like, "How is it fucking disrespectful for me to be myself? Like I can't yeah. talk. Maybe it was talking about drinking or something like that, which gets mom all fucking weird because you know, mm-hmm. yeah, she, you're you went to fucking rehab, but I I just hate being perceived as disrespectful for trying to express myself in a fashion that I don't think is unhealthy or offensive and if you are fucking offended by it you need to get over yourself and grow the fuck up because there are real offensive horrible fucking things that happen all the time and me saying things like fuck off or (laughs) which that's even harsh for me but saying what the fuck is not or that's bullshit yes or Because those are just, like, the common phrases that I spit out that I'm like, oh, I can't say that right now, like... Mm -hmm. Or, like, what a bitch. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Fuck comes out way too often. Like, I'll be fucking that fucking bullshit. Oh, me too. Like, those are the things that they're like, stop. I'm like, well, I'm sorry that I'm, like... Expressive. They say that's really a genuine, like, study that's been done that more intelligent, creative people curse more often. And I think that, see, when we say that, the older people um, construe that and they're like, no, because you don't know what words to use. It's not that we're using it in the sense of like... Lack of vocabulary. Yeah, like like we are uneducated. We use it in an educated sense of this follows this word for this reason to show this is how I'm feeling. And fun little... Uh, it's not quite a fact because I'm not good with facts, but there is satisfaction... Out of, there are certain sounds that words make, okay? This is probably wrong (laughs) the way I'm explaining it, but I learned this in college, so it's obviously accurate. Um, Like in linguistics, the sound is a fricative. That's what they call it. And you get immense satisfaction out of forming your teeth to your lips to form a fricative. Okay. And then S sounds are called siblings. I can get that because you like, mm-hmm. this is enjoyable. So the word shit is really, really uh, satisfactory to say because the sh- shit comes out harsh on the end. You get I forget what mm-hmm. the T sound is, but you get such satisfaction out of words that are formulated in certain ways. Mm. So I think that's why I say curses so much. Like, what the fuck? Because you just get such a like... It, you can, I can feel it in my heart. <laughs> well, do you it. ever, this is a big thing for me when I'm feeling 
pain, like physical pain, I will like, mm, yes. Yes. like wherever the pain is, like I kind of like hum or like groan or like, like yes. literally, and people will be like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, this feels good. Like, please just leave me alone. When my stomach hurts, when yes. I have like my IBS issues mm-hmm. or like I'm blacked out vomiting, <laughs> which has not happened in a long time. Um, going, uh, like, cause yes. it's coming from the bottom yes. of your stomach really yeah. helps me. Also, when I do have IBS, this is probably so foul, but listeners, guess what? IBS is terrible. But, like, if I'm, like, on the toilet shitting my fucking life away, it's, like, so much more... uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do it, too. I do it, too. Because I get it in the opposite sense of I can't go. Mm. So I'm, like... And you, like, crunch up, and I'm like, uh... Stomach problems are the worst fucking thing. I never wish that upon anybody. Like, even my worst fucking enemy. I uh, hope your stomach feels fine. I, I don't have any enemies. two pieces of bacon today, and my indigestion was ridiculous. Really? Ridiculous. Do you drink enough water? I don't, which is mm. a big problem. I've been trying to drink more. I just... I can't pull myself to drink water. I think I need some flavoring in it, but like, well, you know, what flavored water is not good. It's not that bad. Uh, so I, like I read. Now this might not help your indigestion, but I because I was at, I was dog sitting and she had all of this um, bubbly flavored water with like zero calories. So I'm drinking this stuff because I need some flavor in my mouth. Yeah. I, got the, I got a craving for flavor. So I'm looking at the... Also, I think I was, like, super hungry, and I just ate lunch, and I was like, I cannot keep eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to drink this carbonated stuff. It'll fill me up. So I Googled to see if the carbonated stuff is just as hydrating as water is. And it actually is, as long as it doesn't have high sodium. It's the same hydration factor as drinking regular water. But I don't think the bubbles would help your indigestion. I was going to say, I don't like the bubbles as much either. Like, I've been trying to stray away from soda. I don't really drink soda unless As I drink I... two flavors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really drink soda unless I go out or, like, I had a soda today because we have it here. Diet Soda, the unofficial uh, sponsor of fucking fine. I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, no... That's fine, but then why don't you get those packets or something for your water? I tried. So we have stuff at the gym, and I'd buy scoops there of, like, BCAAs, and it just tastes what so... What the fuck is a BCAA? It is amino acids, so it helps healing your muscles. Big cats always... Acrobat. <laughs> <laughs> is acrobat a verb? <laughs> so the BCAAs have flavor yes yeah this is like cotton candy lollipops okay i'm no scientist i'm no fucking doctor but the sound of amino acid sounds like indigestion waiting to throw itself from your throat acid acid reflux (laughs) (laughs) no but it helps because it because it helps me drink the water because i don't use a full scoop like i'll use a little bit of a scoop in one because i drink about three things of water while i'm at work that's the most consistent water I drink throughout the day. 24 ounces. That's not bad. One an hour. You should probably drink 48, though. So that's like half your water. But what no, about I, those... drink, I drink 24 ounces an hour. Oh, then you're good. Yeah. Although, I don't know, because you're probably peeing no. it out immediately. Yes. What about those miso johns? 
Is that what that's called? Is that like the the drop thing? Yeah, we're making we're like squeezing <laughs> our fingers together, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, like an eyedropper. That yeah. was my biggest thing coming into this was I'm such a visual person. Mm-hmm. Was trying to describe things without being so visual. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I mean, all of my listeners pretty much know us, so yeah. like, they can picture it, dude. I don't know what you're doing right now, but you have the best <laughs> alfalfa ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was Sometimes perfect. when I stick my hair up, I think I look like Chicken Little. Like, especially when my hood's up and I'm at work. Like a rooster. Like, I look like Chicken Little sometimes, especially <laughs> if I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> you used to look like the kid from Stuart Little as a kid. It was so I cute. I wonder what he looks like now. Jonathan Lipnicki. I don't know. We should Google it. He's probably hot. He was a cute kid. I get him all the time. I get Evan Peters all the time. Which is a stretch. I think when you had your long hair. Yeah, I got it more often. Now I don't really. Now I just get Archie. Everyone says, you're Archie, you're Archie. Or anyone else who has red hair that they can think of. Which is funny because when I was super blonde, I got Sabrina. You're right. You're right. But you, Parallel universe. Did you watch that yet? You need no. to watch it. It's really into pegging culture this season, which I've been super into. <laughs> did you into. just say pegging culture? <laughs> I need to stop with the culture. <laughs> Pagan? Pagans? It's, yeah, it's really I heard into pegging. Like... No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, that, that just got real oh, dark. Oh, kinky. <laughs> pegging no, culture? Pegan. You have a worse Philly accent than I do. Oh, I know. We're dropping the G's. Yes. And... Um, I'll watch it eventually. We'll talk about it when we get to the culture section. So you wanted to talk about being an empath. Yes. So the other day I was driving home and I was thinking about like my childhood in like a whole aspect. And like, so I started to think, I was like, did you like, were you a sad boy like because you were, like, a sad boy, like, were you just born, like, a sad child? (laughs) But then I started thinking, like, no, because I really did have, like, a good childhood. Like, I have very happy memories. Like, like, when did I become the sad, uh, like, that, that's, like, the whole, I I don't know where leading into an empath, this where I was going with this, but... I think that you were, like, an angsty preteen. Like, you got angsty young. I, okay, I remember defiant. where I was going with this. I think I, like, everyone when I was younger always said, Curtis, you're very emotional. You're such mm-hmm. an emotional kid. Like, I remember, like, being in Indian Creek getting called a very emotional kid. I just think I was very, like, an empath and, like, was feeling vibes of whole situations and whole things. And it was more like, Curtis, you're emotional. When I wasn't really freaking out at that situation, it was more like feeling all of these things at one time. Which is interesting because I can relate, but I had to get over it really quick. And I think maybe it was you having a stronger connection with mom who like was less likely to get frustrated with emotions being expressed. Mm -hmm. Because like dad was definitely very like harsh when we were growing up about like knock that stupid look off your face Mm -hmm. is burned into my memory of that like pouty I'm about to cry feeling 
which is reasonable because I was getting screamed at for shit that I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do. Because uh, my biggest thing with our parents was they never explained things. They just said, do it or don't or whatever. And it was kind of like, well, I don't know why I'm not supposed to do this. Or they would tell you to do something and you didn't know how to do it. And then you would fuck it up. And then they'd be like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I'm literally a new fucking human on the planet that has five years of life experience where three of which everything was done for me. Like, I don't know how to do this shit. But anyway, it's funny that you said that you were an emotional kid because I was talking to mom on vacation and I was like, Curtis literally cried all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's what, that's what, you cried that's where I was so leading much. with thinking about, like, did I have a sad childhood, which I don't think I did because I was a very happy kid. But I do have those memories of, like, crying for not no reason, but for little things. No, I think you were just sensitive. And like I said, your relationship with dad was way different than I think me and Cody's was. And your relationship with mom was stronger because she didn't work for a lot of your childhood yeah. whereas for us like we had grandma who as much as she's like a sweet and caring individual was also kind of like emotionally reserved in every aspect yes like we'll give it up to god if you're sad there's no use crying over it yeah. kind of thing so i think which fucked cody and i up because we were massively emotionally like repressed i think i'm way different now he's a lot better mm-hmm. as he gets older with stuff um, but still a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it, though. Like, he tries. He expresses himself more clearly. But you, I, I said to Matt, I was like, he was just sensitive. But I think with us talking now, like, I don't think you were any more sensitive than Cody or I. We just, like, buried it. Yeah. You know? And kind of, like, had to deal with it. Or not deal with it. Yeah. And carry on. Keep save face. Pretend to be happy so you didn't ruin everybody's fucking Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite, though, was the time where you... (laughs) The time where you put on... So Curtis always had a Dora the Explorer backpack, which... How did we not know you were gay at that moment? (laughs) But um, you put on your little puffy coat and your Dora the Explorer backpack, and we all were laughing at you in the living room. And I don't know why you were mad, but you were so pissed off... I think you, pla- you packed your blanket in the book bag. And you were like, I'm running away. So he walks out with his puffy coat on and his Dora Explorer backpack onto the porch. And a huge comforter. With no shoes. Oh, yes. You I had a huge, the, I had a huge comforter, comforter, wishbone, because it was pre-Celian cookie days. Yes. It was wishbone. That wishbone got a lot of use out of it. And he walks out into the freezing cold on the porch with no shoes and no pants on. (laughs) And he made it to the bench, which was literally two feet from the front door. And he just sat down and just cried. And we all let you sit there for like five minutes until mom was like, all right, he's going to freeze to death. We got to get him. But I think a lot of my childhood, I think that's what I needed to like just go And and like cry. Yeah. Because like, even to this day, I can't cry anymore. It just doesn't come out. Like, it, like I can try to force myself to cry. It doesn't come out. Hmm. Um, there's, it's very rare if I actually, like, tear stream. Like, I have to be very, very upset. But you have gone through some tragic things, I think, we all have as a yeah. family. So I think it's, like, what is upsetting 
now might not necessarily be like tragic like yeah like cry worthy because like uncle jim i think our parents divorce like those things were so severe well that's where i'm leading with this like even with uncle jim like mom was crying and i'm sitting there like beaming smiling because i don't know how to control it nervous like i was yeah yeah i do that all the time and then the time that i cried was when i called you and I was actually, like, actually by myself. And I, like, that was the first time I cried. But that was, like, three hours, at, an hour after. But I think that that is because we had to put on face for everybody. And mom, mom would always... Now, this is personal to me. I don't know if you can relate. But mom would always say, you're so strong. You're so, like, nothing upsets you. Like, Bob. And I'm like, because I was forced to be yeah. that way. Like, this isn't my inherent, like, nature. Mm-hmm. I just feel like in a group setting, if everybody's upset, I got to be the one to kind of... To not be upset. Yeah. yeah. To cheer up or to, like, look on the bright side. Now... When everybody's fine and I'm upset, y'all better fucking be upset with me. (laughs) (laughs) But after, like, a lot of the stuff that we went through, and a lot of the stuff that I went through was, like, self-imposed, like, my DUI and, like, stuff like that that I think was not, not, like, tragic, but life-altering in a manner, like... I think that even in those situations, like my biggest fear was getting arrested. Mm. So when I got arrested two years ago, I didn't cry then. And like, I thought I would like, cause I was in the cell by myself. Eric and Taylor right oh, next over I didn't think having about a that. blast. They're singing. I could literally hear them like banging. They're like, Kairos! banging on the walls. I was not answering. I was acting like I couldn't hear them because I was so upset and so like, I would have been livid. I was so frustrated. I, I couldn't be livid at them because, I, trust me, if I had Erica and Taylor in there with me, we would have been having a blast because it would have been all three of us. Yeah. But, like, I was so just, like, so... I didn't even cry then, and you think I would have, but, like... I cried in the back of the cop car. Once I was in the cell, I was just like, oh, my God, where's Cody? He's going to pick me up. <laughs> but I think leading back to, like, you saying how we, like... I think I've come to this coping mechanism of, like, numbing on mm-hmm. the outside and really just, like, like becoming this zombie and really yeah. just zoning in. Because I think with all of the things, like, even back to, like, like divorce and those situations, like, I didn't cry in then until, like, I was really, like, at the point where I, like, pulled myself back and was like, okay, this is happening. And then tears, like, just happened. yeah. Well, I remember talking on the phone with you when you cried, when you told me. Because well, you but called that's hysterical. When I had to, that's when I had to verbalize yeah. it. Because I cried with, going back to with the Uncle Jim thing, I didn't cry until I had to verbalize it to you. I can totally relate to that. And I, I wonder if it's like a sort of denial until you have to utter the words kind of situation. Yeah. Um, because I didn't cry until I called Erica and was like, can you come over? Like, this is the worst day of my life. So let me ask you this then, because I think you're probably still a little young for this. But do you get, like, do you really cry at media things? Like stuff on TV, whatever, whatever. Culture. Yes. But that's where I think it leads into, like, my empathic. Mm -hmm. Because that's not 
the same crying as me actually crying. No. Like, there's me when I feel legit, this is me sadness coming out. Yeah, like, those tears are different than when, like, I'm watching something and I'm like, this is sad. Yeah. Like, those tears happen and I, those are, like, one to two tears that I just wipe away. I don't know. Sometimes I think it's the older I get. Because I I remember being a kid and we'd go to the movies and, like, I don't know, Bethany would be crying or, like, Michelle would cry. Like, people, my friends would cry at things. And I'd be like, no matter how hard I try, like, yeah, this is sad, but, like, I don't feel like, but, like, now that I'm older, I would be watching the stupidest shit. And I'll just be like, why is this so, it's so happy. <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah. dude. I'm more likely to cry at things than laugh at them. Like, comedy, like, I'll watch a movie with Dad, and he'll be like, you didn't think that was funny? And I did, but I just don't verbalize the laughter. I get that, too. Like, I I thought it was very funny. Like, that was hilarious. But, and uh, that might come with, like, our age and texting and reading things often that are funny but you don't laugh at all of them. Yeah. Like, we watch these videos constantly, and we're like, that was great. That was so funny. And then you're like, I'm rolling on the floor laughing. And you're not really (laughs) laughing. You're, like, sitting there in bed, like, with your headphones in. like. (laughs) Sometimes I do laugh out loud. It all depends on my mood and, like, where my head is. Uh It really varies. The older I get, I find it easier to express stuff that, like, normally I wouldn't want to out loud, but I don't know. Hence the podcast, I suppose, but... But I guess it's kind of contradictory for me to say, like, I don't cry, and then I'm, like, here, like, I do cry at media. Yeah. Like... No, it's not. It's just what makes you cry, I guess. And, like, leading back to, like, what I was saying before, it's not the same type of... Like, it's, like, an outer... I'm understanding where you're coming from, but I'm not feeling this. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel this emotion for you. Like, with when people call me and they're having anxiety attacks, sometimes I'm like, I'm rational and I don't get why you're having the anxiety attack, but I'm feeling why you're, like, I get, I'm like, okay, I get this. I probably am not the best person to talk to you right now because you need to calm down mm-hmm. before I can actually like rationalize with you because I am feeling like your angst and your jitteriness and my sentences won't come out as clear. And- yeah, I that's the biggest thing to take back to the personal assistant thing, which is why I had to leave in the end, was she would get in all tizzy and, like, all of her life seemed to be in chaos. Now, whether that's accurate, like, if, like you said, like, is that a rational thought or if that's just how she's feeling? Yeah. It doesn't matter because all I could feel was, like, chaos. So I would work for, like, three hours, go home and just be like, I need to smoke a fucking bowl. Yeah. And none of that had any bearing on my life, but I just felt like it did. Yeah. Because you end up getting so frustrated because they can't see it from your eyes. That's or been, anyone else's yeah, eyes. From, yeah. And that's been my, my biggest thing with people recently is like, I'm like, oh, you're just frustrating me. Like, I can't talk to you and it's not going to be productive because you're going to think I'm being a bitch. But I'm just really trying to like, because I see where you're coming from, but you're so irrational right now that Tunnel you're vision. not. You're, you can't see where I'm coming from. But do you ever feel like, because I do, like, 
that's been you before, so who are you to fucking judge? Because I've totally been like, no, you don't fucking understand. You don't understand, which I think is depression, but like. Yes, but I think as I get older, I've started to come out of that. Like Mm -hmm. when people do tell me things, I try to, like the other day, I, so that guy I've been talking to, I fell back in it with him again and I called Erica and Taylor and you know, I was loving the subtweets. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not the most supportive of the relationship, which I can understand. Right. So I called them, and knowing that they are not going to be the most supportive, like I knew this heading into it, and they were just giving me like the truest tea of like that I need to like expect better for myself and like really respect myself and like. As much as I have that tunnel vision, I had to step out of it for a second and be like, you know what? You guys, like, are right. And Mm -hmm. I am appreciating this conversation. And I do appreciate where you're coming from. Like, I see from your perspective. Right. Where, like, you guys are speaking the truth to me. And I need to actually take your opinion into account. And I think that's been my biggest frustration with other people is, like, please just listen to me. Like, even if you aren't going to do what I told you, please tell me that you listened to me and that you understood. Right. Because as much as I'm not going to do what Erica and Taylor told me to do, love you, Erica and Taylor, <laughs> but... <laughs> I just lost two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'm not going to do, I respected their opinion and will think about it and will... See, you are the worst kind of person. And this is just what I was going to say. Like, I, I've i gone through my shit with stupid fucking things that we don't even need to get into details where I harp and harp and I'm like broken fucking... Ra- One major example was my personal assistant job. I bitched and bitched and bitched. And poor fucking Amy Straw was constantly like, Cass, you need to fucking leave. Like, cease. Get the fuck out of there. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I know, but I can't. But I can't. And, like, she put up with it for so... so All of my friends did. But she really, like, told me dead up for so long. And finally I did it. And I give her a lot of credit for it. I mean, it wasn't her job to quit. So, realistically, I deserve some credit, too. (laughs) But, like, I do give her a lot of credit for putting up with my bitch ass. And a lot of my friends for similar situations over the fucking years. So... Mm -hmm. Credit to all those people. But I hate when people do... And this is hypocritical of me because I did it. But I hate when people come to you with the same fucking problem over and over. Like, And that's where I have a hard time because some people just need to vent. But then it's like this balance of like, okay, do you need a therapist? or yes. Because I cannot restrain myself and I will give you unsolicited advice. Yes. No, I'm the same Constantly. Way. Like, I, and take it or don't, but, like, don't keep coming to me with the same shit because I'm just going to tell you you're stupid. But that's where I I lead back to where I said that sometimes I don't want to come off as, like, bitch. Like, I think people think I'm coming off as bitchy because I'm just giving you my full Sagittarius honesty and, like, how I... Also, Claire Hawk cuntiness. Yeah, yeah. We are very harsh. Pours out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And, like... I get it. So, like, when you're frazzled with me, I can't because I'm just going to be a bitch to you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. It is the truth. And, like, it is very harsh. Like, (laughs) yeah, it is very harsh. And I'm very sorry. 
I just take like solace in the fact that like it might not hit you now, it might not hit you in a year, but maybe in three years you'll appreciate me saying that. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can. And I've also learned to be a lot nicer. And I've also learned when people aren't going to listen, so don't waste your breath. Like I've definitely reeled in on stuff. But it's funny that you think you're such a bitch because I think you're a lot nicer than me. I don't think I'm a bitch to start. Like, that's what I think comes off. I'm like, that comes off when I am very bitchy and very, like, come off very harsh because you're like, you were just being nice to me three seconds ago and now you are, like, talking to me in the most condescending tone. Like, I'm stupid. (laughs) Because you probably are. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't mean to sound like I'm stupid, but I just repeated myself ten times. That is the, one of my number one pet peeves. Is That's why the past two days with Dad, I've been like, Dad, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I fucking hate you. Keep going, huh? Huh? <laughs> you can't hear me? And then I have to say it 17 times. And I'm just like, nothing. It's not even important. And I was yeah. just making small talk. like uh-huh. Or like kind of just talking to hear myself talk. Which I shouldn't be doing because I've had so much, like, sensory overload with people. And the lights in the office suck. Dude, they're <laughs> so bad. They're, like, mind-numbing fluorescent. Like, like they're that not, bright, they're not that too bright doctor's though. office light? Yeah, but they're not that bright. It's okay. just, there's something about it that's, like, unsettling to me. Like, I, I almost want to bring in a little lamp for my desk to bring in some warm light. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, my God. So I shouldn't be talking just to hear myself talk. But, like, I hate repeating myself. I fucking hate when people whistle around me. You've always hated Those that. Those are, like, my You've two big fucking that. pet pe- I have one more, and I can't think of it. It's probably because it hasn't happened to me in a while. But, oh, yeah. Repeating myself. So I totally get getting to a point where you're just like, hello. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. My pet peeves recently... I think this is just because how early I work. Or when people come in and make those stupid, like, they didn't think about them comments before they say it. Like what? Like, a lot of people recently will be coming in because I was not late, but getting there later to work. So people would see me, like, walk in and start opening the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been getting there earlier now because it's getting warmer and I've just been trying to be on my shit. And this guy's like, you've really, you've really been trying to step it up. And it's like 4.50. I'm like, dude, can you not talk to me? Like, and it's in the way he says it. Like, I get what he's saying, but it's like, oh, you've really been trying to step it up recently. And I'm like, can you just leave me alone? Like, your comment is unnecessary this early in the morning and I can't deal with it. And you didn't think that through. (laughs) Dad said to me... When I got home today, he was like, wow, look at you. You look, you looked all dressed, you look all dressed up. And I was like, you know, because he said it to me yesterday too. And yesterday I did not look that nice. It was Monday morning after the Super Bowl. I kind of just like rolled out of bed and put clothes on, brushed my teeth and went. Today I like took my time. I actually looked kind of cute. I wore heels, like I'm working it, trying. Yeah. But, you know, like, oh, you look all dressed up. I'm like, number one, you see me get dressed up to go out on the weekends. So, like, this is not like I never dress up. And Mm -hmm. he's like, but 
I'm just used to you and your your dog walking clothes. And I'm like, right. So, like, that makes me feel like shit. Because I do look like shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't really want to fuck up my nice clothes. Uh And then I was like, you know, all that you needed to say. He's like, I'm just trying to compliment you. I was like, you know what would have sufficed? Saying, wow, you look nice. Yes. That's it. That's it. Uh That's the comment you needed to make. Not like... Oh my god, you never get dressed up. What is hell frozen over? Like, oh. But it's fine. I know it comes from a place of caring and such, but just sometimes just, when you hear those things, you're like, my nerves, my fucking nerves. I'm gonna you know, you. there have been multiple times the hair comments, the all of the self expressive comments that we get all the time. I that. know, and then now they overcompensate and never say a goddamn thing. Yes. And it's yeah. annoying. It's yeah. like, just phrase your things in a positive way and uh-huh. we won't be annoyed. Like, your hair looks so much better like that. I'm like... Thank you. It more than often happens to you than it does to me because I can't just keep... See, <laughs> I seem to keep getting worse and worse in everybody's eyes, but... Mom asked me about my Mac Miller tattoo the other day. and She was like, what's that? I'm like, I don't even think she knows who Mac Miller is. So <laughs> I don't know what the point of this conversation is. The, the tattoos in general, they're just totally against... But it's funny because, like, grandmom doesn't even seem to give a shit anymore. Like, it's more mom. And dad, I think dad genuinely thinks it's cool, but he's just so stuck in, like, this Catholic thing. I also think he thinks it's cool because we have good ideas and they're not just slapped together. Like, when we show him our tattoos, we're like, this is why we got it. This is what. Right. Yeah, I find Dad to be way more supportive of our self-expression, even if it comes off in, like, a judgmental way. Mm -hmm. I don't think he really thinks it's, you know? Like, I don't think he thinks we should be, like, looked down upon because of anything Yes, yeah. Dad is, like, the biggest champion. My favorite story was when he had some, like, obnoxious customer who was working at our house, and she kept talking about her gay best friend, and he was like, I literally... Literally was if I wasn't almost done, I was gonna say, you know my son's gay, right? You're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in your little ways, you really are just like so supportive. Yeah. Even if it comes off so douchey sometimes, yeah. like you try. That's why I love our cousin Jen. She told me she was so proud of me for starting this podcast and yada yada yada. But then I have so many other like family members on that side of the family that are just like so fucking like Aunt Colleen. Yeah. She was the first person that told me I looked like KJ Oppo, so I will take that. I don't know who that is. Archie. Oh, well, Riverdale. The actor. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was like, yes, you are the winner of tonight. She's great. Because she's fucking. She's a millennial. Even though she wouldn't identify with the stupid young millennials. As but. much as you have come to not be. As much of a fan as Aunt Colleen, she has really grown on me. No, I'm not not a fan of her. I love her to death, but she's so mean. She has grown on me a little more. She just is jealous of she's me. Just not as, <laughs> she's just not as mean to me anymore, so I think that's what it is. Curtis, on Christmas, I was trying to help her with the roles. Yeah, I know. And she freaked out on me. She said, just hurry up! I was like, you would have burnt them. Like... But that's a little Scorpio snapping at you. 
And I'm pretty sure the Scorpio is like the opposite of the Capricorn on the um, chart. There were like exact opp- oh, okay. opposites. So we're not like, we're very like I wonder what mine is. I bet you it's Taurus. Well, count count one back from Scorpio. That would be the opposite for... Uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll look after yeah. this. <laughs> All right. I got to take a pee break. We'll pause this. All right. Okay. Okay, do you gotta pee? No, I'm gonna go get a soda. You wanna, I was gonna say, you want a soda? <laughs> you just said you're not drinking soda. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Curtis got a soda. I got my sweet tarts, some water. You've been eating the sweet tarts. Well, yeah, you can't leave them out in a dish and expect me to not eat them. I've only had like maybe like 12 per day. They're tiny. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not laughing because they just said to dad, I said, oh, someone's been eating all the sweet tarts. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And now I just got my kids eating all the sweet tarts. There weren't a lot in there. Those are my favorite candy, man. Sweet tarts, heart candy. Yeah, but the good, the sweet tarts. Not the fucking conversation nasty butthole hearts. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah, no, they're bad. They taste they're bad. like chalk. Mm-hmm. That is written over the chalkboard multiple times. Which, it's funny because I was walking um, when I went to go get the Sweet Tarts Hearts. I went to the Valentine's Day aisle and they have all of those um, Valentines that you used to hand out in elementary school. And I think that is the last time that I actually got one of those fake, like, nasty box hearts. Once you got older, everyone only wanted the Sweet Tarts ones. If you had the option, yes. But, like, when I worked in an office, my boss, who is the sweetest, who I'm supposed to get together with this week, former boss, um, but she would always buy us, like, cute little treats. And I feel like she bought me conversation hearts or, like, somebody in those kinds of atmospheres would buy them. And it was like, thanks, I guess I'll feed them to my dog. (laughs) And then you take them home and he won't even eat them. Because he's like, I know better, honey. That's disgusting. Because you can literally take them and, like, I feel like you could draw with those things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, make like a whole hopscotch with a box of hard candy. You know what? That's also on par with fucking ne- Necco wafers. Like, that shit is so disgusting. What? Necco wafers. What are those? They're like these flat little um, cardboard tasting <laughs> things. Like, they like melt in your mouth. It's like paper. They don't even have flavor. Oh, they I've don't even taste like sugar. Horrible. Or like the bottle candies, those root beer bottle things that everyone loved. I liked the the, the um, wax things. I liked the wax ones. Oh. Not the they weren't root beer though. Those are two different things that I think you're combining in your head. I've, they had the colorful wax things. I like the colorful ones. Which those were gross. They were cool. But then didn't they have like root beer bottle ones or little barrel but ones? But they weren't wax. No, but you still... They tasted like cola. But they still came out in that thing, right? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe there was that. Barrels were just like a hard candy. No, I remember those. Those were like the root beer things, which were gross too. This is old fucking people candy. That's yeah, why it's are disgusting. All <laughs> these are all gross things. Um, I have the coolest Valentines over there. I just don't see people to give them Valentines, but... I've got David Bowie ones. Oh, those are cool. They're really fucking cool. I got paper airplane ones that I bought for when I was at the office. Maybe I'll give them out to the people at my office. They'd appreciate them. That's a good them. start. Yeah, but I don't see, like, last year I wrote my friend Kev. Hi, Kevin, if you're listening. I wrote him a nice little Valentine. 
And I kept for I didn't even give it to him. I kept it in my purse and I saw him like three times after Valentine's Day and I didn't even give uh. it to him. And he's the only one I wrote out. And mm. I was like, I'm not going to bother with anybody <laughs> else because I can't even give this kid a fucking yeah. Valentine. And I did send Christmas cards this year. So, like, that's some effort. Maybe I'll just send Valentines to my clients. Like, those are the only people. <laughs> that's that... a good one, too. No, they, that'd be weird. I think that's crossing a, a line. Ugh. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's. So I was supposed to go visit Shayna with Lara for Valentine's weekend, which was funny because Shayna's in a relationship, and I was like, don't you and Eric do something? And she's yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got so many requests to work because obviously, like, couples that love each other want to do stuff <laughs> on Valentine's Day. So I got so many requests that I was like, I... Not that I lost money while I was away, but I didn't make any money while yeah. I was on vacation. So I was like, can we push this a week further so that, so now I'm home for Valentine's Day, which is like, ugh. I'm going to Erica and Taylor's. Oh. We're going to do some, some lovely drugs. Galentine's. Yeah. Nice. Trippin' times. They're both sing uh, single, singular. Yeah. So we'll spend it together. Like a lot of my friends are in relationships, so I guess I'm just gonna like hang out with dogs, the only love of my life. <laughs> they can't even be my dog. I got Disney dogs. Well, last oh, mm, lovely Disney dogs. They're great. Last year I spent it watching TV, eating sushi. So there's no getting better than that. And all the commercials were literally for food. As I'm sitting there, like eating. scarfing my face. <laughs> I was like, that looks so good. I don't remember what I did last year. I'm so lonely. I might have gone out with somebody. I don't know. I don't think so. See, last year I kind of cared. This year I'm like, eh. Yeah. Eh. No, I don't. I, I don't care. It's not a real holiday to me. No, It just no. sucks that I have to work and all of my, like, you know, overnight somewhere and all of my friends, because if I were home, I don't think I would care as much, but like I'm already out in like a different environment and all my friends are going to be posting about their dates yeah. and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to be like, hey. Yeah, that's what the annoying thing last year was, was like everyone was doing cute, fun stuff. Yeah, whatever. I mean, my, a lot of my friends are pretty cynical, so I doubt they'll really do anything. My Last year, my relationship with love in general was very different, though. I was very much... Very pessimistic and very much like, oh, I'm forever alone. It's like this year, I'm like, I am that bad bitch and <laughs> see yourself out. Yeah, I don't need you mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day. Yeah, okay, no, thank you. I'm not like, I'm not cynical about love right now. I'm just so like career focused that like I just don't care. Like, yeah, so I'm not, I don't have, like, I'm very neutral on mm -hmm. everything about it. So, like, I don't care, but it would be a nice night to like take myself out to a movie or something. I could still see a movie. That's I thought I about doing that before I go to visit Eric and Taylor, mm -hmm. go see Birds of Prey, treat myself to that because no it's one else Birds wants to see it. The Harley Quinn movie. Oh, you would. That's yes. so lame. Everyone, everyone <laughs> I've talked to about doesn't want to go see it. So I'm like, you know what? That's I will do that for myself. Like, Do it. Go um, do that. Go spend it with my gals. There's a couple movies. I don't know if they'll be out. I really want to see The Invisible Man. So I guess we can get into culture stuff. Mm -hmm. But before we start, kind of, I want to talk... This, this is applicable to culture, okay? Because everybody is talking about this shit right now, all right? Did you read 
the controversy controversy of an inner dialogue. No. You don't know about this? Mm-mm. Oh, good. This is so much more interesting. Okay. So this article is really actually pretty old. It came out in, I mean, for today's standards, it came out in May of 2019. Okay. Um, I'm just going to summarize it briefly. Um, if you ask most people, they would probably say they think in words. Or that they have an internal voice, at least some of the time, which they use for planning and day-to-day thinking. When you woke up this morning, you you probably thought to yourself, ah, fuck, or here we go again. But, and here's the actual head fuck, did you actually think it in words, or did it feel more like a wave of existential dread? There's a population spanning the plethora of ways um, that people experience inner... Thoughts, emotion, sound, feeling, text, imagery, imagery. And we're also pretty hopeless at accurately articulating what our own inner experience really is like. So there was a Twitter thread that freaked everybody out about this whole fucking topic. Basically, only 26% of users, I was just going to say, but people that exist, mm-hmm. um, experience internal speech. So most people don't regularly think in words. Which, Ezra, I feel like I do. Uh, so, I, and I, like, since this has, like, come back to the surface on social media and stuff, because I've thought about this before this whole article thing. Like, I've always wondered, like, what other people, what was going on inside, like, their stream of consciousness yeah. or whatever. And, like, I think in words when I need to do some, like, I'm making a list in my head. Or I'm recounting the directions on which way to go. Partially. Partially. Most of that's visual for me, imagery. But some of it's like you have to make a left and then you make a right. Sometimes. Yeah. Or like if I'm thinking about what I need to say to a person, which is obvious that I think you think in words. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I really don't. And I think that it's very strange because I write. And I think I write fairly well. I mean, my degree is in writing. So for me to not think in words is a very strange thing. Like most of my thoughts are feelings or instinct or like photographic imagery or mostly feeling based. No, I think I think in I think in words because this is actually interesting because as you started to read the article, I thought of I used to ask my friend Adriana because she's bilingual. Oh, yes. This kid, Hannes, what language they thought in. That is so... When I was in Puerto Rico, I kept thinking about all these people that were very fluent. And I was like, what do you think? I didn't ask anybody, but what did they say? Um, Hannes said it all depended on his situation. So if he was speaking in English all day, he would have more English thoughts as if he was speaking... um, Spanish. Uh, what did he... He was German. Oh. When he was speaking German, he would have German thoughts. But now leading back to it, like, same with Adriana, but now leading back to it, I think maybe they do, they don't think in language because they just have thoughts because they never thought of that before. Right. Like, I had to had think that you thought in words to, to even ask that attribute question. Attribute a language. Right. Yeah. Crazy. So what do you think? You don't think in... You think in words? I think I think in words. All the time? Most of the time? 
that's where I'm like trying to like go back to situations and think. But yeah, I think most of the time I think in words. That's so weird. Because I th- I will think things like words in my head and I'm like, I want to write this down. And then that's when I like a lot of like not journal entries because that's more forced words. Like when I write things in my phone of just pure emotion, it's because I've already had thought of those words in my head and I'm just blotting them down. That comes up for me when I'm driving and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like where I'm doing something that requires immense concentration but not like conscious concentration. Mm -hmm. Like repetition. I thought, I, I remember like practicing for sports or being in a sports game and thinking in words a lot. Like, cause you're like doing yes. something. But most of the time when I'm just like chilling. But is that a subconscious thing? Cause you have to think of, I'm doing this move. So I need to think of this word at that time. Probably. It's probably for emphasis on important things. But when I'm just like, if I'm just like walking a dog, la di da, it's very, very picture based. Or, like, feelings-based. It is picture-based, but it has to be with words. Like, when I... Before I go to bed and I'm painting a vision in my brain, I have to speak it to myself. Mm. It's not that I just see the vision. I have to put the words to it. So it's like, when I think a thought, I'll be like, we were at the park together. We were sitting on this color blanket. The blanket was this color because... We then moved this. We then started hugging. Like, those are the thoughts that I have. That's so weird. Because the only time I do that before bed is when I'm like, tomorrow I have to wake up, make my coffee, (laughs) like, pour my probiotics, and I have a meeting at 10. And then once that is done, the words are out, and I'm like, picturing stuff to make myself fall asleep. Word based. So interesting. And I'll, it's funny because sometimes I'll catch subconscious things. So like when I watch a lot of Big Brother, just subconsciously, like in the summer, I'll be sitting there making food and I'll be in thought and then I'll think, who do you vote to evict? Like in that, and I'm like, why the fuck did I just think of that in this moment? Like why did those select words like pop into my brain? I have that, too, sometimes, but not, like, so random, I feel like. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it'll literally just be out of nowhere. It's not even just that. Like, it's there's other things and phrases, too, that, like... Come back. Will come back out of nowhere. And See, I'm like, why the fuck did I just think that? More than that, I have songs and stuff. Like, weird little... And I'm like, why is SpongeBob in my brain? That's more of like a conscious loop, though. I, this is more like a whisper in the back of my brain that, like, mm. yeah, just comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, why did you just, like, we're not evicting anybody. We're, like, cooking dinner or <laughs> cleaning my room. I, I'd be interested to see further studies done on this because, yeah. like, I really want to know what that indicates about, one, is that a nature versus nurture thing? Is that an inherent? You'd think it'd be pretty inherent. And then, like, is it a genetic trait or is it, like, um, situational? Yeah. Like, I'm just so curious. But it would have to, I don't think it could be situational because your thoughts you have your whole entire life. Like that's mean why your brain can't change, though. You know, like remember how I used to run around and make noises <laughs> and like talk. It sounds so weird talking about it this. It does when you're like, saying. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I just picture like the listener seeing a feral child, like Donnie yeah. Thornberry, like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Which was kind of that. <laughs> a little more elegant. Yeah. <laughs> a little more dance. Like. A little more Barbie hat on a stick. <laughs> Curtis had a tinker toy. Okay. Curtis had this Barbie that was mine, which I, if you'd listened before, you know, I didn't really play with Barbies because I had a hard time, like, imagining them. So my Barbie just kind of sat in the corner. So for some reason, Curtis got my best-haired Barbie, and he would fling it around like a magic wand, right? So my mom got him a ribbon dancer, but it just wasn't the same. He liked the Barbie. Well, my dad and brother are dickheads, and they wrapped the Barbie in duct tape and a fucking M80 or some fucking... It was like a quarter stick of dynamite. A quarter stick of dynamite. And we have one of those classic, like, play school, um, like, you know, like the pink and yellow and green, um, like, plastic playhouses in the backyard that pretty much everybody but Curtis was too big for at that point anyway. So they went out back, they put it underneath the playhouse, and they fucking lit it up. And Barbie exploded. That was when you cried, probably cried the hardest I've ever <sighs> seen you cry. You were like, a f- you were a feral child. You were like, what is it tell you? Like, you were going nuts. Because that was like, that was like taking it and ripping it in front it of my terrible. face. Yeah, that was, it was really like, fucked that up. That was really bad. It was really fucked up. I remember when that happened because Cody was like, can I see your Barbie? And I was in the bath and I was like, why? And he was like, just let me see it. And I trusted him. Cody, this is why we have trust issues. <laughs> um, I trusted him. And I gave him the Barbie and Ken. They blew up Ken. Ken was demolished. But Ken was fucking cool because Ken was Changed scuba in the Ken. water. Ken was scuba Ken. I actually liked my Ken doll. Like, I would have played <laughs> with Ken. Fuck Barbie. But Ken was the shit. And Ken had the colored changing legs because they were scuba above water. But when you put them underwater, it was like naked legs. Yes. It was so yes. cool. Yes. Anywho. Uh, Ken so, was gone. So, yeah, Ken was demolished. Him. And I just remember hearing the boom and being like, what was that? And then mom being like, Curtis, I have something to tell you. <laughs> Cody and dad just blew up Barbie. And then I, I can't remember anymore it was like after a pet that, that because died. I think I just like. Yeah, you saw red, man. You were out for blood. Anywho, the head... And the hair, shockingly, remained completely unsinged and intact. So, Curtis, I don't know if you did it or if somebody was just like, oh, my God, I feel bad for him. we got to get this revived. They took one of those, like, old wooden tinker toys. I feel like it was Cody. I probably <laughs> that fucking demented, like, yeah. Toy Story Sid character yeah. that he was. And they stuck the Barbie head on the stick. So Curtis always had this fucking Barbie head on a stick. And, like, my parents were kind of embarrassed to let him, like, bring it places. But sometimes it was like a pacifier. And it just, like, <laughs> soothed him. But, like, people that from those days, like, the Nuttles and stuff, they all knew Barbie head on a stick. Yeah. Like, it was your thing. But, so, you would use the Barbie head on a stick as some sort of, like, imaginary whatever. Yeah. And just, like, run around. Go ahead. You tell. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. (laughs) But this is is where I was going with it. I, like, always, like, saw 
I could, like, I think in vision, so I do see images, because I would literally, like, pull myself out of the living room and would be wherever I was, like, because I could change myself into different characters and, like... Which I could never do that. I, even to this day, I dream not being myself, like, I, I can, like, pull myself out of, like, being this me and become like whatever and maybe that was like a coping mechanism for me throughout my whole life was to just like pull myself out of being Curtis and create whatever I wanted to but even in those situations like when I would run around like you would hear me like talk because Mm -hmm. I always thought in like this was the conversation we were having like even when I saw it an image it was like this person says this to this this person says this to this this is the action like there were still always words associated with the images in my head yep can't relate I think I'm too tied to reality. Never could do that. Never had an imaginary friend. I tried. Even to this day, like, I still, like, when I write in a character, like, it's not, like, I pull myself out, and when I see it, I see it in, like, their view, their eyes, their personality. Like, when I got a little older, like, you guys know the imaginary friends of, like, Hermione. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys never do, like, my older imaginary friends. (laughs) That, like, I didn't talk about. Of course we didn't know them. <laughs> well, no, but, like, you didn't hear me ever talk about them yeah. or anything. But, like, they all had, like, very extensive stories. Like, me and Tommy Suarez running around and playing those games and, like, being older and, like, just having, like, the imaginary scope that we did. And Yeah, I never did. And I still, I can't write fiction. I don't know. I see that's my I am better at writing fiction than Anywho, on that note, what what interesting stories have you been consuming? What you watching, listening to, reading? Anything? Um so I've just gone on I went on a 60 days in binge, which I don't know if you know what that is. No. That's where they send the prisoners to jail. Ooh, tell me more. Or they, not the prisoners, the random people. So they select people and they send them to jail. Are they like undercover? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they go into jail undercover. Um, So the one season I watched, the guy was already on season three and they were doing it at the same facility. So they asked him to stay another 60 days. Oh my God, would he do it? I would not. I wouldn't go into this program at all because... First off, I'd get beaten because I'm gay. Yeah. They would murder me. I'd be dead in a second. You wouldn't be murdered. You'd be a bitch. The one facility, they were, they thought the one guy was gay. They were talking about shanking him. Like, what? they do not. What are you taught? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That was the thing. It was so, like, the hearing some of the things that they were saying, like, the one guy's like, he comes near me, I'm going, fuck him up. Like, just because they thought he was, and then he he started to get note of that, so he had to, like really toughen up and yeah. show his masculinity and then they started to like shay away from that idea but wait that makes no sense for all of the fucking prison bitch talk and all that shit they don't fuck with it so you just have to be straight and perform gay acts <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah yeah okay i think it's more of a dominance thing like i can overpower you less of like you enjoy this yeah, that's fucking wild, though. So it, it was crazy to see because these people really need rehabilitation. 
Like, they're not getting this in the prison system. They Mm -hmm. need... Like, that was one of the biggest things that all of the contestants come out saying. They're like, we would, like, understand these people. Contestants? This not, is like, not contestants. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know how to phrase I'm like, it. Do they get a prize? No, <laughs> no, I don't know. They well, they get participants. Paid. Yeah, participants. A lot of them come out and they're like, these people like really just need some like guidance, and they're not getting it, and they're just running these prisons, and the COs and DOs don't know how to handle anything, and they are, they have their own power hungry mindset themselves of like control and like that's where it's all screwed with the prison system like it's really just a power hungry money fucking money who can who can eat who first Mm -hmm. the prisoners or the faculty Mm -hmm. so that was really interesting to watch and the one guy i felt he did it he stayed the whole 100 i guess it was 110 days because they got pulled out early because they started to figure out about the program oh yeah, that's happened a that couple seasons. That would scare the fuck out of me. The one season, they literally started yelling at the girls, like, you're from 60 days in, you're from 60 days in, and they just had to stand there and be like, we're not, like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then they all got pulled the same day because it started to get dangerous, and they're like, yeah, they were from 60 days in. See, I'm such a bad liar and actor that I would not be able to... I would be able to lie until the minute that they were, like, suspicious, and then I'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, like. I think for me it would be an I'm intimidated thing. So I would just be super intimidated all the time. Yeah. That my head wouldn't be on straight, because I would just be scared. Yeah, it would be very I'd scary. I would just be like, uh, 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 uh. And that's the crazy thing to see the difference between the women's facilities and the men's facilities. The men, it's like stabbing, gang violence, beating each other up. As the women, they do fight, but it's over petty stuff and more like we want to do drugs and party. Yeah. Like they're more like, oh, you just stole my cheese curls I'm gonna beat you up as the guys it's more like you you're looked a weak at me ass. nasty yeah. yeah I'm gonna beat you up or you're in that gang and you said something to this guy I'm gonna beat you up which is funny cause it's like opposite petty of how you'd think it'd be yeah exactly but interesting so what else you watching anything else I just watched all of that Sabrina mm. yeah um, I'll get Bojack on. Horseman the end of that I heard it ended I have to catch up I've just started watching the end of that, which I'm very sad about because... It's a good show. That was such a good show. Uh, Grace and Frankie. I fell off on that a while ago. I don't know. I still like that. So that's the thing. I've been watching a lot of things that are, like, seasons in that, like, aren't really new. I've been watching, like, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I kind of fell off with Grace and Frankie, like, second season. I've actually been listening to... <laughs> so I watched Coraline the other day. I've been listening to the book now. Oh. Which that's is very interesting. interesting because, is it different? Yes. It's definitely more creepier. Oh, cool. So like ten years later, like to like listen to it now, like I'm still like, oh, this is weird. What do you listen to it on? On YouTube. I just oh. found someone reading it online. Yeah, it's definitely creepier. Like the mm. mice. In the movie, you know how they do, like, the jumping mice? Yeah. There's no mice. It's all rats. Oh. And they chant, like, weird things at her. Like, 
will be here when you die. Like, oh, it's not, dark. They don't say die, but like when you fall, we will rise. Like it's definitely darker. The corridor isn't as like painted as beautifully. It's always painted as like this dark evil. The door isn't little. It's this big grand painted thing. Hmm. So that's been really interesting. That was the, and I watched this video today about how they made it seem more whimsical to approach children. Mm-hmm. Like in the movie versus the book and how the if they really were to depict the book, how creepy it would actually be. It actually, it is really creepy. And, <laughs> like, yeah, the movie is creepy. So and in the in now how when she first goes through the door, it really looks like her mom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't in the book. Like she's always off putting. Like, oh. she, she kind of looks like her mom. Like she tried. But, like, her fingers are long, her teeth are sharp. Like, she never looks pretty Hmm. from the beginning. Like, the other mother is always this creepy. The other mother doesn't really do anything for her as she does in the movie. Like, she's not as, like, giving. And Hmm. I loved that movie. Anything else? That all you got? Yeah, I think that's all I've been watching. I don't really have a lot because Puerto Rico was cool. I made mom watch History again with me. Headcount. Did you watch that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, you would like it. It's scary. It's a good one. Um, we rewatched The Prodigy. I forgot that I'd seen it. It sucks. The one with Piper from. I haven't seen that Orange either. Is the New Black. It was stupid. It's like fine. <laughs> 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 it was like whatever. Yeah. It was fucking stupid. I've been. Oh, and then we watched this movie. <laughs> Which is also stupid. We just kept watching scary movies with the stupidest fucking endings that were, like, such a disappointment. It was called Mary. Um, It was appropriate, though, because we were by the ocean. It was about this, like, boat and shit. And, like, it was, like, haunted. And the woman in it is uh, pretty fucking well-known. I just can't remember who it was right off the top of my head, but... It was okay. It was just cool to do it on vacation because you're right next to the ocean and they're in the ocean and then you get mm-hmm. freaked out when you're in the ocean because you're thinking about this fucking haunted boat. Yeah. Um, but I do need to read more. I'm trying to read more. So I just bought... Somebody told me to order this book so long ago. Like I was saying earlier, I was downloading all this stuff. So I just bought this book called My Year of Rest and Relaxation um, by Otessa Moshfeg. (laughs) 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 Moshfeg? I don't know how to say it. Which looks pretty cool. Whoever recommended it, thank you, because the summary is about, like, some bitch that does Xanax all the time or some shit, which is cool. Does what? Xanax. Oh. Um, I just finished the My Favorite Murder book, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. It was beautiful. It was pretty similar to the podcast, but it was nice to, like, read their voices, which was cool, and see all the pictures that they included. But they constantly talk about Brene Brown, and my friend Hannah loves Brene Brown, and, like, I've been knowing that I need to read this book for a while, Um, so I just added that to my cart, so I'll probably buy that soon. Um, I have a secret that I want to get back into. And then there's another book underneath here that I really wanted to start. What is it? 
This one? Oh, well, my friend wrote that one journey to read. That's poetry, so I'm going to read that in portions. And then Grandma got me this book called They Looked for a City, and it's about a Eastern European Jewish family's bitter but triumphant struggle for survival. So right up my alley, because I'm oh. all about the Eastern European Jews. The No, I've that one? for a while. My former Capricorn? boss that. These are, all your, book, these are all your books in this area. Yeah, this is the, the one grandma got me I want to read. So, But yeah, other uh-huh. than that, I started my internship. So this weekend at Bucks County Community College, I will be at, at the Newtown campus at Brewfest 101. We are um, promoting the local breweries Ooh. in our network. So if you're 21 plus and want to come, I think it's like 45 bucks, which is expensive, but I think you get to sample a lot of beer. That sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. It is, and I got a free t-shirt to wear for the event, which is pretty cool. Oh. It's like the county on the back of the shirt, the shape of the county with all the breweries in the county. Oh, that's names. cool. Cool, right? That's cool. Um, so yeah, I'll be there if you guys want to come out. It's Saturday from 1230 to 430. Um, I'll probably be live tweeting it from my own Twitter. I won't be there until like probably three or something though. So, um, cynicalcandor.com, cynicalcandor on Twitter, cynicalcandor on Facebook, at Casquita on Instagram. What's your, what's your handle? (laughs) At Curtis Clairhot on everything. Now they know my last name. Sorry. They all know my last name (laughs) (laughs) If you need it spelled out, C U R T I S C L A R H A U T. Go follow him. He's funny. I try. Um, do you have any closing remarks? Should we pray? <laughs> Should we pray? Um, I'm not into group prayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signing off. Thanks for um, coming to our first family episode. This was fun. Stay safe. Don't do drugs. Or do responsibly. Only good drugs. Only good drugs. Only good drugs. Only get that fish scale. That's what I say when I don't do drugs. Please don't do heroin. That's all I ask. Yeah, no opioids. Opioid epidemic is real in this country, and it is fucking serious. And you know what? If you have a problem, 1-800-ADDICTION. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's a number. You could probably just Google, like, what do I have to do uh, to get off drugs and find a big resource of like helpful hints. Okay, I hope that that if you're struggling out there, you you know you can reach out. Um, that addiction's not a joke, but everything's a joke when you're us. Also, donate to uh, your local students who can't afford lunch. Yeah, can we? F- let's. Can- that's gonna be our next mission. Yeah, donate to the kids who can't afford lunch and help them. That's yeah. my progress, my uh, my good deed for February. I'm not doing one. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Single Y. Bye. Bye.